0: Thank you for listening to the Keystone Church Podcast. For more information about us, you can visit us at mykeystonechurch.com. All right, guys, well, we're going through these uh, keys to encountering God's presence. And so um, the key today, it's so interesting because on the one hand, it's, it's like probably one of my absolute favorites, and it's also one of the absolute easiest for me to just talk about. Like I could just extemporaneously talk about this. At the same time, when I was trying to, like, order my thoughts and, and put, put some, like, parameters around it and actually come up with something coherent for you guys, it was like, oh, how do I do that? <laughs> so we're talking about thankfulness today. Thankfulness is one of the keys to encountering God's presence. So um, what I want to start off with is just... just you, you, guys, you guys have kind of walked alongside me and Catherine for a lot of this journey of our lives. And so the story I'm going to tell you, you know, you, you were there for most of it, a lot of you guys, but I'm going to give you a little bit of behind the scenes. So about six years ago, God uh, called us to take a big leap and start a business. And so when, I, when we took that leap, it was a really challenging season for us. And in a lot of ways, my heart wasn't prepared. I was prepared for risk. Uh, I, was, I was ready to say, and, and that's something, you know, thankfully, that's, that's kind of been a pattern in our marriage. Is like, if God says take a risk, we're, we're willing to go and jump off a cliff and do what, whatever the risk is that he's called us to do. It's usually, it's usually something like that. But the, what I wasn't prepared for was how to handle the pain and the struggle and the difficulty of getting the business off the ground the fear of financially not being able to provide for our family and so as we were going through this season i found myself constantly in a state of of i will put it like borderline panic like i i didn't fully cross over into panic but i stayed just this side of panic and and i was just a you know I, it didn't manifest a whole lot externally except that katherine probably saw i wasn't smiling as much or like as like Relaxed, um, but I'm very good at containing things. So I contained it, and I dealt with it, and processed it, and and you know, but we we started to hit points where it's like nothing was working, nothing was working, nothing we tried was succeeding, and we were fighting so hard and praying so hard, and we're like, God, I'm I'm seeking you, I'm asking you for help. Why is nothing happening? And around that time. Um, God be I began to do and I've told you guys about this, I do a fast for the first week of every year and I listen for what God wants to say. So around that time I did my first week long fast and just asked God, What what do you want to say to us? Where am I missing it? Is there sin? Is there anything that I need to just lay down before you? How do I overcome this season? And he dropped a word in my spirit and the word was abundance. And so I took that as, oh, he's promising he's gonna bring abundance. But in reality, the switch that took place over that entire year had nothing to do with finances. It was, it was every bit as hard, if not harder, than any of the previous years. But what did switch was we started to live, and, and probably me more than Catherine. She, she was light years ahead of me in this lesson. But I began to live with gratitude. I began to live with thankfulness for the abundance that I had rather than with fear of the abundance that I didn't. And I began to not just not just live with gratitude, but to take everything that I had and everything that we had in our family and in our life. And what, what was interesting is when I began to view all of that stuff through the lens of thankfulness, through the lens of gratitude to God, it it did two things. One, we actually started giving again. So like we had we had shut down our our financial giving. And, and we, were, we were at points of desperation where I'm like, I'm checking bank account balances before I fill out my gas tank. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to drive to showings for the week. And yet we finally hit this point where I was like, yeah, that is okay. that We'll deal with that. But we can't not give. So we started giving $5 a month to several different places. And it was, that was it. It was $5 a month. And we said, God, we're gonna steward what you've given us now with gratitude. So much, so thankful for what we have that we're willing to give away some of it, that we're willing to live out of abundance. Even if we don't physically have abundance, we have your abundance, and we're gonna start living with that mentality. And that shifted everything for us. It shifted everything for us. And so thankfulness, gratitude, having that approach with God and with our lives, is, is one of the core foundational ways of how I live, but I also believe that it's a core key to getting into the presence of God. Um, Psalm 95, verses 2 and 3 says, Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song, for the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. And I love that because we have to know who he is. We have to honor him for who he is. And when we understand His goodness, it's easy to bring thanks and praise. But thankfulness it actually draws us into His presence. Psalm 100, verse 4, says, "Enter His gates with thanksgiving, and His courts with praise." When we talk about entering into the gates of God and coming into His presence, this psalm it's telling, it's saying how to do it. It's also saying how you can do it. Does that make sense? So it's saying it's good to enter into his gates with thanksgiving but it's also saying you can enter into his gates through thanksgiving does that make sense it's not just giving you a a good suggestion it's also giving kind of a how when we come into his presence with thank- a thankful heart and gratefulness and we begin pouring praise out to him we enter into his gates and we enter into his presence And I'll tell you, I found this, it was interesting as I was putting this message together, I was driving in my car and just started just thanking him and just saying, God, I just, I'm so grateful for everything you've given us, for who you are, for what you've done, for what you're continuing to do, for what you're going to do and just thanking him. And it was like, as soon as I did that instantly, like I felt his presence all around me. And what was so interesting is I was doing that. And then my next thought was, gosh, it's so easy to forget. It's so easy to forget to do that and to forget how easy it is to come into his presence if we can have that approach. What's interesting is that, that thankfulness, that gratefulness, it's actually a component of being filled with the Spirit as well. Ephesians 5 says, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. And then it goes on to kind of give indicators of what it, what it is like to be filled with the Spirit. It says be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks to God always, so that's at all times, and for everything. Not just giving thanks for the good things, and that's that's a mentality it's so interesting when you read through the new testament and you read what they're writing frequently they're saying you know when you enter times of trials and, and persecution consider it all joy they talk about thanking god in all kinds of circumstances and the reason for that is it unlocks our ability to enter into the god's presence and engage with what he has for us in that season in some ways when we go through struggle and turmoil and difficulty it's, it may be impossible for us to unlock what God has for us without being able to come to that place of thankfulness and gratitude and recognizing who he is. Because it takes our eyes off of ourselves and our need and our lack, and it puts our eyes on him. Thankfulness, one of the biggest things it does is it emphasizes who God is, his actions, and his gifts to us. It's a foundation to worship. So thankfulness, it emphasizes him, not me, not my need, not my situation or circumstance. Um, One of my, like, heroes is Helen Keller. I remember when I was a kid, I was probably maybe 10 years old, and we saw this this black and white movie that was kind of a, a depiction of Helen Keller's life. And this girl... She couldn't see, she couldn't hear. Like for all intents and purposes, she was completely locked inside of her body, unable to express herself or to receive expression from others. And it's an amazing journey that she was actually able to learn to read and write and give speeches. And like, I mean, I'm, I'm, my mind is still blown by what she was able to accomplish. But there's a quote from her and she says, so much has been given to me that I have no time to ponder that which I don't have picture that. Someone who was born without two of the five fundamental senses that we have to experience the world. And she says, so much has been given to me that I have no time to ponder that which I don't have. I'll tell you, I read that quote, and the next thought is, (laughs) a little bit of conviction, right? I mean, I don't know if I have that approach. What are the things that I'm complaining about? What are the things that I'm that I'm focused on? Am I focused on how much I've been given, or am I focused on what I don't have? Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So it's saying, by prayer and petition, and then it's saying, but you need to have the ingredient of thanksgiving. And it's so interesting that it says this. It's saying, don't be anxious for anything. We come to God with our request. He's a God who's ready to hear us, ready to hear what our needs are. But it's so interesting that they made sure to include, when you're doing this, when you're petitioning God, when you're praying, add thanksgiving into the mix. You need a healthy dose of thanksgiving. It's not just about what he can give us. It's keeping our eyes on him. And the truth is, we can thank God in advance for what we know he is going to do because he is a good God. And that's not manipulation. That's not trying to coerce God into doing something. It's just kind of taking for granted the fact that he's good. He loves us. He wants to give good things to us. Um, One of the the phrases that I love is, you know, and Kath said it a hundred times, but we know all things work together for good for those who love God, which means if it's not good, it's not the end which that in itself is what can give us the courage to come with thankfulness and gratitude for where we are, even if we're not where we want to be. Uh, another thing thankfulness, thankfulness does is it actually posi- positions us to receive more. When, when you have gratitude... It shows we're focused on the giver, not just on the gifts. It shows that we'll use them with care, and it also shows we can be trusted with more. When you're thankful for what God's given you, you don't have a tantrum if you give some of that away. In fact, when you have when you're gratitude for what God, God has given you, you're actually able to give it out to other people. Whereas when you have a poverty spirit and you, you're just like craving and you just can't, you can't let any of it go, you can't be grateful For what you can't give away. Does that make sense? If you can't give it away, then I don't know that you've truly experienced gratitude for it. It's easy to thank God in the midst of blessing, but we have to learn how to receive more from him by giving thanks even when it's hard. Um, There's a story about George Mueller. Does anybody know anything about him? Love that guy. So the story is, um, he ran this orphanage for children, and he was de- determined to run this home on faith, to run this home believing that God would provide for their needs. And so it's, this story goes, one morning all the plates and cups and bowls on the table were empty. There was no food in the larder and no money to buy food. And the children were standing waiting for their morning meal when Mueller said, children, you know we must be in time for school. Then lifting up his hands, he prayed, dear father, we thank thee, for what thou art going to give us to eat. I thank you for what you're going to give us to eat. There was a knock at the door. The baker stood there and said, Mr. Mueller, I couldn't sleep last night. Somehow I felt you didn't have bread for breakfast, and the Lord wanted me to send you some. So I got up at two in the morning and baked some fresh bread, and I brought it. Mr. Mueller thanked the baker, and no sooner had he left when there was a second knock on the door. It was the milkman. He announced that his milk cart had broken down right in front of the orphanage and he would like to give the children his cans of fresh milk so he could empty his wagon and repair it. I love this. And I can tell you guys, I've tangibly seen the benefit and the result in my life, in our life, of finding a heart of abundance and gratitude toward God, of approaching him with a heart of thankfulness for what he is going to do. And it positions us to be able to receive more when we can act that out and live that out. Um, Another amazing story is in Acts 16, 25, Paul and Silas are in prison, and it says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened when the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open he drew his sword and was about to kill himself supposing that the prisoners had escaped but paul cried with a loud voice do not harm yourself we are all here and the jailer called for lights and rushed in and trembling with fear he fell down before paul and silas Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They're in jail and they're thanking God. They're worshiping God. They're praising him. Can you imagine this situation not only led to their freedom from jail, but it led to the salvation of this jailer and his entire family. What would have happened if they hadn't had that mentality of praise and thankfulness? Would the prison have been shaken? Would God have responded the way he did if they had been sitting there bemoaning their state of affairs? I think that's an important question to ask. It's not that God can't unilaterally move on our behalf. He can. But we can position ourselves to be receivers of the moves of God. And I believe that increases the activity of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that increases crazy, amazing things like this. Whatever it is you're going through, the point of this message is not to minimize it. The point of this message is not to say, look how hard they had it. You have it easy. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I am trying to say is we have a choice as to how we're going to approach what we're going through. And when we choose to come at it from a place of gratitude, from a place of thankfulness, you can find something to be thankful for. Here's the thing. If you can't thank God for your current circumstances, you can thank him for who he is, right? I guarantee you there's something in your past you can find to thank him for. And if you just start there, you just start with that, you position yourself to enter into a place of worship, to encounter his presence, and to have your circumstances shaken by the earthquake of the Spirit. The last point I wanna talk about real quick is one of the first, and I think it actually was the very first key that we talked about, was hunger. And there is a holy tension between hunger and thankfulness. thankfulness you know I, I was thinking of so many different words I could have used for this specific key, and, and is it is it being satisfied in God, and is it being you know uh, filled by him it, it, It's all those things, but but I landed on thankfulness, but what's interesting is the holy tension between hunger and thankfulness we have to find a balance because if i 'm all hunger and no thankfulness then Then I'm gonna reach the point that Adam and Eve reached, where it's like God, you're holding out on me. You know what I mean? If you're all hunger but no thankfulness, no gratitude, we get this sense of like God, I need, and you're not giving, and and it's not enough, and we don't have any. We're not letting ourselves be satisfied in Him. Does that make sense? But if I'm all gratefulness and thankfulness and satisfaction and no hunger, then we get apathetic and we get complacent, and we hit this place where it's like. God, thanks, everything is good, it's all good, I don't need anything, and there's no pursuit. Does that make sense? And we just get stuck. There is a holy tension, and it's interesting because they seem like opposites. And, and here's what I'm not saying, I don't think it's that we need to moderate those. You need, you need a, a moderate amount of hunger, and you need a moderate amount of thankfulness. No, we, if you have a scale, I can have five pounds on one side and five pounds on the other side, they're balanced or I can have five gajillion pounds on one side and five gajillion pounds on the other side, they're still balanced. I want massive amounts of hunger and desperation for him, but I also wanna balance that by massive amounts of gratefulness and satisfaction in him. What happens is I say to him, I'm so hungry for you that I will never stop pressing in for more, but I am so thankful for you and what you've done that I will never be offended by the pace of growth that you set. I'll never be offended by my lack. But I will continue to press in for more. And that's what it looks like when we find that balance.